0: Walsh, and put the Vikings into the Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Minnesota Sports and Beer Podcast. And today we are going to be taking a look at the Minnesota Vikings for the rest of the season. We're going to be evaluating each game a little, just very briefly, and then uh, take a look at what we're looking at at the end of the season. So the Minnesota Vikings are currently sitting at 3-3, three and three. Um, so basically coming off this last bye week, we're starting fresh, clean slate, let's see how we're looking. Um, this Sunday, Halloween night, we are home against the Dallas Cowboys, who are also going to be coming off of a bye week, so both teams should be healthy and rested, the only The only unfortunate part for the Vikings is that we will not have uh, Patrick Peterson for the defense, which the secondary has been pretty brutal this year. So that does not help at all, especially when you're going against a team that has a good quarterback and Dak Prescott, good receivers with CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, and a good running game uh, with Elliott, Ezekiel Elliott. So I am... Going to go with a loss for the Vikings off the bye week. I just think that their secondary is depleted without Patrick Peterson, um, and you know it's not like you can stop the pass game and not worry about the run game because then Ezekiel Elliott's going to go crazy. Uh, they're they're a dual threat team. They put up points. They have a solid offense. Um, Cowboys Rushdie is actually doing pretty well this year uh, as well. They're averaging 86 yards per game so far. So it's going to be tough to kind of get a dual attack going for us. Um, So, the first game off the bye week against the Cowboys, I have us taking an L. Game number two, uh, we will be away against the Baltimore Ravens. Still no Patrick Peterson as he is on IR. Uh, So he has to miss at least three games, not three weeks. So the bye week last week does not count towards that. This is another good run defense, also averaging 86 yards a game. Uh, Lamar Jackson, dual threat quarterback, Vikings in the past have never fared well with quarterbacks that can run and throw the ball. So I'm going to have to go another L for the Vikings. So coming off the bye week, I got back-to-back losses for them. And then uh, next week, we are away against the Chargers. The Chargers' defense is not great. So this is where I think that the Vikings could get their offense going. I think after two losses, Zimmer's going to be pretty upset. So he's going to try and get uh, the offense rolling a little bit. And I think that Dalvin Cook should cook in this game. The chef should get back in the kitchen and start some fires. So I'm going to go with... A W against the Chargers. I know they're a solid team. Herbert's a you know he's a great young quarterback, but I think the Vikings, after losing two in a row, are finally going to pull their head out of their butts and uh, get a W here in uh, LA. The next game we have home against the Packers. Uh, this should be a fun one, and I'm going to give the W to the Minnesota Vikings solely because I will never pick the Vikings to lose against the Packers. That is to me, a Minnesota Vikings sin. So I'm going to give the W to the Vikings going back to back W's. So after back to back L's, we're going back to back W's next. We are away against the 49ers. Um, I'm not a big believer. 49ers have not been very good this year. I don't think they're a very solid team. Um, Personally, I'm not a big fan of them. I don't think Jimmy. Jimmy Garoppolo is very good. Uh, Their running back situation is insane this year with all the injuries and whatnot. Um, I just don't like the team. Um, So I'm going to give the W to the Vikings again on that one. And then away versus Detroit. Going to go W just because it's Detroit. Hopefully after the last Detroit game, Zimmer realizes that this isn't a team that you can just go up by 10 on and sit back and let the rest of the game coast. you got to try and bury them. Um, That's one thing that's really bothered me about this team this year is when they are up, they play very conservatively in order to try and run the clock down as much as they can for the game to end instead of trying to just bury teams, put them away and really make sure that this game is getting out of reach for the other team. So hopefully that happens. I'm going to give them the W in Detroit. Next we have home against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to give them the W here as well. Pittsburgh Steelers offense isn't what it used to be. Um, The Vikings should be able to focus more so on Run defense and pressuring Ben. Ben doesn't like to throw the ball deep. He's too old for that now. So if if they're gonna throw the ball, it's gonna be underneath to Najee, Deontay Johnson, uh, or Pat Fryermith, their rookie um, tight end. So I think that bodes well for the Vikings as they won't. The likelihood of them getting burnt for a deep play are short. So I think they'll be able to bring up Harrison Smith, maybe do some blitzes with him or just some short yardage coverage and really lock in on Najee. Um, so I'm going to give him the W on that one. Next game. We have a way versus the bears. I'm going to go with a W for this game as well, which puts it at a six game win streak for the Vikings. Um, so it's a nice little stretch here, hopefully for us after those first two L's. Um, Bears Justin Fields does not look great. I don't think that he'll have it figured out by then. This should be in the cold, um which I think would benefit to uh, to us. So, I'm going to give us the W on that one. Okay, next game is home against the Rams. Matthew Stafford returns to Minnesota. This is a high-powered offense. They have a good run game. Daryl Henderson is having a phenomenal year uh, since Cam Akers was out before the season started. The pass game has been insane. Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are best friends, and they are dominating on the field. Rams have a solid defense. They got good line led by Aaron Donald. Good secondary led by Jalen Ramsey. Um, I know Justin Jefferson is looking forward to this game, but. I, I just don't see him having a great game here. I think Kirk's going to be pressured a lot, so it's going to it's going to take some time for Jefferson to run a route to really get separation from Ramsey. And I don't think Kirk's going to have that kind of time. So I'm going to get, I'm going to have to go with a L on this one. After that game, we go to Lambeau away versus the Packers. I'm going to give us the W again because it is the Packers. Um, so can't can't go against the Vikings in that game. And then we finish the season home against the Chicago bears going with the W again. Again, it's uh, the whole Justin Fields is very unexperienced. We'll be at home. It'll be indoors. Um, I think we'll have a solid game to finish up the regular season. So <clears throat> just for my predictions, I have us finishing at 11 and six with that record. I believe that we will, uh, end up making the playoffs, but this could just be the case of an optimistic Viking fan. So, if we go 11 and 6 and make the playoffs, I'm going to feel really good about it, um, obviously. <laughs> but if we were to go 8 and 9, I wouldn't be surprised or anything. So, um, and then I just want to do a couple of fun over expectations for the second half of the uh, season here. Now, These are over expectations, so these aren't guarantees, but this is what I'm hoping comes into fruition for the second half of the season. I think Kirk Cousins is having a phenomenal year. I know people have always been against Kirk Cousins. I myself, I am a Michigan State fan as well, Um, so I have always liked Kirk for that aspect. So I think he's going to dominate the second half of the season. I think he's going to finish – I have him finishing third in the MVP voting. I would put him behind, I think, I'm going to go Kyler Murray. No, I'll go Josh Allen. Wins the MVP. And I'll have Kyler Murray second. And I'll take Kirk in third for MVP voting. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, these are over expectations. So don't roast me on these uh dalvin cook i think we'll also have a monster second half i have him finishing at 1300 yards and i'm hoping that he will reach the 10 touchdown mark um we'll see about that i think he's at three right now don't quote me on that somewhere somewhere in there and then justin jefferson i'm hoping to see him finish at 1200 yards receiving um which is a a solid year for him So that's what I have Vikings rest of season. Um, we'll, we'll keep updated and see how we do. Like I said, the game this weekend is Halloween night, uh, against the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be a fun game. Should be, should be a fun, high scoring affair. Uh, and before we leave today, there is one more thing I just want to address, 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 address the Minnesota wild are coming off another nice win against the Canucks the other night. Um, and I got some news this morning on an alert that uh, one of my favorite players for the Wild, Mats Zuccarello, has been added to the COVID list. So, just wanted to talk a little the whole. There's a lot of a lot of talk going around right now about Kirill Kaprizov, how he's not producing this year, you know, and people people are getting a little worried. But uh, just want to put your minds at ease. So, bear with me for the next couple of minutes on my plea on why we should not be worried about Kirill Kaprizov so early. Um, so, like I said, it is really early in the season. The thing with Kaprizov is, right now, I think because of that big contract, because of the big rookie year, um, obviously teams teams figured him out a little bit. They've they figured it out it's it's the same in every sport. You could have a rookie come in and just completely dominate. But then eventually, teams find a way to bring it back into reality. These are professional teams. This is this happens everywhere. Um, I think right now, Kaprizov is just trying to be too fancy, doing everything. I think he's trying to. I think he's just trying to be like this big superstar that's making these crazy passes, and he's splitting between three defenders, and you know, doing all this crazy stuff. And I don't. I think teams are more so much more aware of him that they aren't allowing that to happen. So the thing Kaprizov needs to do is he just needs to calm down and make the simple plays. That's the the biggest things for him. And he is on a line with Matt's Zuccarello who I I understand they're best friends and everything. And that, you know, the chemistry and everything could be there and work for you. But the problem is that uh, Kaprizov and Zuccarello, they are both, currently looking to always make the extra pass so i feel like they're just trying to move the puck way too much and i think that's why um it's it's kind of hurting both of their development so far so like i said this morning Mats was placed on the covid list i don't believe i'm gonna guess that he is not going to be available for the next game uh let me take a look when our next game is Oh, it's at the Kraken, the new Kraken. Oh, they play tonight. Okay. Tonight at 9 p.m. Uh, against Seattle Kraken. So, yeah, we'll definitely not be ready for tonight then, which I think this could be a, a bit of a benefit for Kaprizov. So tune into the game tonight and just watch Kaprizov. I'm, I am would really like to see them, since Zuccarello's out, Put off on a line with Kevin Fiala. Kevin Fiala, especially I think with all the off season antics of the contract and him, him only getting a one year and him kind of being like pissed off about it. I foresee Kevin Fiala wanting to score goals, wanting to show the team, Hey, look what I can do like in your face kind of deal. So I think, putting Kaprizov, who's trying to make like these nice passes, give him Fiala. Who's just going to, he's going to be at those, cause he's going to be at those spots where Kaprizov is currently throwing the puck sometimes. And we'll see Kaprizov like center the puck. And then nobody's there. Like nobody's home. Fiala will be there because Fiala is crashing the net. Fiala is looking to score the puck. I think that would help Kaprizov a lot. Um, and then if Fiala were to get in the outside, I think maybe then Kaprizov will feel more comfortable attacking the net if he he knows that he doesn't just have to be an assist guy. So hopefully, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do for the lines tonight, but I would love to see him and Fiala on a line and just kind of see what they can do. You guys also just remember that sophomore slumps are common. Um, so I'm not worried at all about Kaprizov. Yeah. Uh, the good thing with this Minnesota Wild team having Kirill and during this slump is that this team is good. They are good enough that when he goes through this slump like he currently is, they're still winning games. They're 5 and 1 this year. So it helps. It's going to help Kaprizov not have to rush back, not going to, he's not going to feel like he's letting this team down because we're still winning. We have a good enough squad around him that they can just keep keep getting some Ws he Kaprizov's facing adversity for the very first time in his NHL career. We have to be patient with him until he finds his groove of being patient on the ice, be patient with him so he can find his patience. This happens all the time. There's no need to worry about Kirill Kaprizov. He is a phenomenal talent. I think, you know, Dean Evison is going to get him going So definitely tune into the game tonight. It's just going to be fun um, since the Seattle with with the expansion team should be a fun one to watch, but, uh, that's all I got for you guys so far. So remember wild tonight and, uh, your Vikings on Sunday and shout out to the Minnesota Timberwolves for beating the Milwaukee Bucks last night. Great game. Anthony Edwards is a stud. Oh, he's, he's so fun to watch. Um, It's a fun team to watch. Chemistry is there. Also, if you haven't had a chance yet, go on to the Minnesota Timberwolves Instagram account and look at the picture that they posted after the win of Anthony Edwards in front of the Wisconsin sign. I am not joking you at all when I say this is one of the greatest pictures of all time. I took a screenshot of it and I set it as my phone background because it is just that great. So go check that out. You will not be disappointed. Trust me. If you guys want to get more up to date uh, type of news for your Minnesota sports and just some random like Minnesota beer stuff, make sure to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at MN sports and beer. i uh, been posting a lot um, on TikTok so far. Um, just a little bit of videos. The other, on October 27th, so yesterday, we had the anniversary of the 1991 World Series win. So, posted a little video on that on there. So, be sure to go over there, check those out, and uh, grab a beer for tonight's game. Hope you enjoy some Minnesota beers this weekend for the big Vikings game. And hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, we can get a W. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. I think both offenses should be clicking. So, yeah. Uh, if you got any fantasy players for either team, throw them in your lineup because well, I think they're both offenses are going to be great. Thank you guys so much for listening once again, and uh, please subscribe if you can to the podcast just to, to stay up to date, so you don't have to keep you know searching for the title and whatnot. And if you could, I would really appreciate if you could give us just a review. Just let me know, you know, how what's how this how this podcast is doing. Like I said, this is just for fun, not. A professional by any means um <laughs> but just doing it for fun just to talk with talk with and meet people who have the same love and passion from our minnesota sports and our minnesota beer that i do so until next time guys i will catch you later